0: Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode on Let's Talk About Us with Uche. As usual, please, if you're new to my podcast, please make sure to subscribe, download, share with your friends and family. If you're new to my YouTube channel, please make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and please hit that bell notification so that anytime I upload a video, you'll be there first to be notified. So, a few weeks ago, like I mentioned, I wanted to start a mini series on things you should invest in. So for today, I'm going to be talking about the second episode. I'm going to be starting the second episode on that miniseries. So today I'm going to be tit- titling this family again for the second episode of this miniseries is family things you should invest in as family. Um, Going back to um, the definition of family, the traditional definition of family, I'm sure that we have the. We have the general understanding that family is a group of people that you were born into or raised with, or you know, mom, mom, dad, um, siblings, um, you know, wife, husband, kids, and whatnot. Nuclear family, extended family, and all of that. I I understand that, but me personally, I like to think that family is a little bit more than that. Um, I believe that there's blood that is family, and there's also family that is not blood. The natural pattern, or at least the natural order of things, is that your family, you're born into a family, you know, mom and dad, in a traditional sense, you're raised in that family, mom, dad, they're there, you form your initial bonds with them, you form that that initial relationship with them, and it provides you with love, food, you know, everything that you need for survival. And unfortunately, as we all know, this doesn't always happen in that um that traditional sense like that you know it's not always as perfect we would all wish that we were born into the perfect family where mother, father, or, or, you know, um, the parents are present physically, mentally, and spiritually. They put you at a healthy pedestal. They're there to provide all those things that are necessary for a human being, love, attention, affection, <clears throat> support, protection, all those things, you know, unfortunately that, that doesn't, that doesn't really, that's not always the case. Um, a lot of times, Um, families people are raised in single households or you know single mothers single fathers a lot of people go through a lot of abuses physical mental spiritual and a whole lot of things happen so that's not always that's not always the ideal case so as a result of that um, these people they're born into these unfortunate families seek to the world for protection for validation for all those things that your family is supposed to provide you initially and unfortunately this is quite dangerous because like I've, I've mentioned in some of my other episodes the world is over, overflowing with so much fuel there's so much filth in the world, and it's so easy to get sucked into the diabetes of the, of life. You know, it, it, it tastes like sugar at first. You know, because it's like the sky is your limit, especially when you're young and vulnerable. There's so much filth. There's so much. There's so much bullshit in the world, and it it, it just feels so good. But then, by the time you realize it, it's probably a, lo- a little too late. Um, that this sweet has already consumed you, and it's already killing you physically, and mentally, and spiritually. And I'm gonna use me for an example. I have to, I've have talked about myself briefly in my previous episodes. So I was born in Nigeria, and I wasn't really born under um, the healthiest conditions. Now my life wasn't it wasn't all 100 percent horrible because there are so many people with way more harsher backgrounds. Um, than me, you know, but me personally, I was I was born and as soon as I was born, my, my mom left the country, my dad wasn't even in the country prior to my birth, so I was born and raised um, apart from my, my parents, so those initial years of bonds, I didn't really have them with my mom, with my dad, you know, whatever relationship that you're supposed to form, those initial relationship that you're supposed to form with your parents, that wasn't really there, and I didn't meet my mom till I was nine years old, and that went horribly bad. It was so bad. Matter of fact, um, I don't really like to talk about this, but for the sake of the, the for, for the sake of my purpose of this podcast, you know, everything that I'm trying to. The the whole message that I'm trying to convey in this whole thing that I've started on this podcast, I'm just going to go ahead and share it. Um, My mother was visiting Nigeria for the first time when I was nine years old with two of my sisters that were born in the U.S. at the time. And those two weeks went so bad. And I remember the very first day I, I set my eyes on my mother. I got in trouble, you know, because I was messing with my sister's hair, and she yelled at me and yelled, yelled at my sister. And even even though I, as a nine year old, I didn't really understand. I couldn't really compartmentalize what was going on back then. But also in retrospect, when I look back at it, um, it that was very that that was not the healthiest way for a mother <clears throat> to handle. A a conflict, you know, with a nine-year-old kid that you've never seen before. Um, and, And the biggest issue I had back then, even prior to my mom coming back to Nigeria to visit me, was I couldn't understand why I was the only kid that was not born in the U.S. I was born in Nigeria. I was the only one that was born in Nigeria. I was the only one that's never been to the U.S. I, I was the only one that doesn't have or didn't have a U.S. passport. I was the only one that didn't live my parents, you know, and as a kid in Nigeria, everybody back in Nigeria basically understood that life in America is relatively much better than life in Nigeria, and I just couldn't understand why um, I had a father and mother who lived in a country that's supposed to be better um, um, and I was the only one that was stuck in Nigeria, you know, so I felt abandoned, I felt unloved. And um, yes, I was a kid, um, and I couldn't really understand the the, the 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 reasoning behind my parents not being there with me or me not being there with them, you know, because things that has to do with immigration and things like that. You know, again, as a nine-year-old, you don't really understand it, so um, naturally, my mind was going crazy, and that was the initial source of my depression, and not feeling loved, and you know, things like that, feeling abandoned, and then meeting my mother for the first time at nine years old, and how she handled that that conflict on that day, the very first day that I was meeting her, you know, kind of, kind of hit me and rubbed me the wrong way, almost reinforcing some type of fear that I had prior to even meeting her. And that was not even the worst case um, that happened during those two weeks. A whole lot of things happened during those two weeks that she was visiting Nigeria for the very first time. But um, I feel like the the nail and the hammer was, or the hammer and the nail was, um, a few days prior, before she left to prior to her leaving back to America, and she was she was yelling on top of her her voice. I guess she was angry. My mom is, she just has a hot temper, and I remember she was telling me in front of me, in front of everybody, her family, her sister, um, my sisters. Even though my sisters were kids, we were all kids. I mean, they were younger than me, but. Um, She was yelling at me and looking at me directly in the eyes and basically saying that I was the cause of her miserable life. My mother, you know, in her own words, in her own way, and with the the bitterness and the anger in her heart, you know, she was just spilling what was truly in her heart, saying that, you know, she was she um, she was unfortunate enough to get sucked into a toxic relationship and toxic marriage with my father and she was getting ready to leave my father because it wasn't what, what she wanted and Um, She found out that she was unfortunately pregnant and she didn't want to terminate the baby because she didn't want the guilt on her. So she was forced to remain in a toxic relationship and a toxic marriage that has hunted her all throughout those years that she's been married to my father. And she was telling me word for word that I'm the cause of her miserable life. And I understand that she was angry, but there's there's, there's this thing of a lot of truth to when people are angry, you know. When you're angry, people are the most honest when they're angry, even though that, um, that anger, the truth may be a little bit amplified, but it's still the truth nonetheless. And those words ripped my soul apart. Um, a lot of people don't understand it. And I don't expect a lot of people, anybody actually to understand it, you know, because I'm the one who wears the shoe and there's something about those words coming from your mother um, that just rips you, It just completely destabilizes you as a human being. It just, you know, it's one thing hearing that from your classmates or from your siblings or from your neighbors, or, you know, getting bullied by somebody random, but coming from your mother, a woman that, is, that you know, that, that carried you in your her womb and birthed you, you know, you feel, it's already bad enough that you're already I had already felt ostracized prior to this experience, you know, cause I couldn't really understand why I was the anomaly you know things like that and then just having this woman who was supposed to be my mother mind you I have no bonds no relationship with her whatsoever and then all of a sudden I'm seeing this woman who was basically a stranger and I'm trying my best to be the normal nine year old kid trying to have that kind of connection that was once lost you know for the most part with this woman and it was like in within these these two weeks of meeting her for the first time um she was further pushing me away and those words coming from her from her Became the source, the severe source of my downfall for a really long time. And the next year, my family came back to Nigeria permanently. You know, and a whole lot of things happened. But life, my life, was not the same afterwards. I went down a um, a down a dark path. Um, I was drowning in severe depression, anxiety. It was a hot mess. It was so, so, so bad. So from the age of ten years when my dad and my sisters came back to Nigeria permanently. Up until the age of 15, when I moved back to America, when I moved to America, not moved back to America, when I moved to America, um, those five years, a lot of things happened. It was so bad. And even when I moved, moved to America, I was trying so desperately to find my voice, to find myself, but I was so lost and so lost in the world. And naturally, um, because I didn't find those validation, those love, that affection, you know, from my family, my immediate family, my mother, my father, brother, sister, you know, all that, you know, the extended family and all that, I felt like an anomaly. I felt like there was something absolutely wrong with me. And I looked into the world for that validation. Um, And luckily for me, I, you know, I did, I played my card, right? You know, I, I, I like to thank God, you know, for giving me opportunities and giving me the intelligence of what to do with those opportunities. So I applied myself in in a way to, in a, in an attempt to, um, you know, in an attempt to change my fate, you know, I went to school, I studied and, you know, things like that. And I was quite pragmatic about it because I didn't want to be broke, especially as a black man in this country. The The, the system is tilted against your favor. Um, and we have to work as minorities. We have to work two three times harder um, than um uh, white person, so I, I, I very, I'm very glad that I developed that sense of pragmatism at a really young age. So I went to school, I took my classes, went to college, I applied myself, <clears throat> got good grades, transferred to college. It was not easy at all. I know I make it sound easy. There's a whole lot of things that happened to me during those years um, of trying. So painfully um to find my myself and find my voice you know and it just it was bad but it but um the point to the story is that i uh as i elevated in the world the world rewarded and in spite of the fact that i was elevated in, in the world you know i played my cards right like i said um there was just this this huge void this this emptiness the sense of emptiness the sense of not good enough not wanted you know the sense of um you're not supposed to be here type of thing that I was just that was always in the back of my mind and it's in a really strange way again I don't expect anyone to understand it you know I believe that only people with um, either similar experiences or emotional intelligence will be able to understand it but um, with every single path of my life I always went back to that nine-year-old child. That nine-year-old child that my mother looked me in my eyes, again, it's already bad enough that I don't know this woman. You know, those those early years where your mother is there feeding you, um, potty training you, changing your diapers, you know, um, teaching you how to talk and walk and things like that. Those very, very crucial, crucial moments of your life that your mother is supposed to be there or, or your parents are supposed to be there. It's already bad enough that I missed it but um... um, and that left a void in me but my mind always goes back to that nine-year-old kid with the mother yelling with so much bitterness in her heart coming from the pits of her soul saying that you are the cause of your miserable life and to be honest with you that's not actually the only thing the only um... situation that happened between my mother and i a whole lot of things um... went down afterwards it was it was always really bad but that that first initial experience just it was like a Pandora box that opened the, like a gate to a whole lot of other things insecurities and not good enough and you know things like that. like I said it's it's one thing to not feel good enough by your teacher, by your neighbors but it's a whole nother thing when your mother does not approve. Of you so again, going back into the world or at least leaning into the world, seeking this validation. I went through the motions of life, but this emptiness was always there, and that's the dangerous part. My point to this podcast is basically saying that it didn't have to happen this way. Yes, even though I went into the world, I did a lot of trial and error, and uh, my life is finally starting to stabilize right now. It didn't have to happen this way. Matter of fact, um, just introspecting back in my life, I I, I, There's so many moments back then, you know, within the last the past ten, fifteen years. That, in a really eerie way, I didn't really, I didn't even realize that it was happening back then. But looking back, I, I just I just realized how how easily I could have just slipped down the wrong path. The world is so vast, so vast, bigger than we realize it. I know we have the internet and people travel back and forth and things like that, so it seems like the world is there a little, but the truth is the world is so, so vast, and a person who is not properly prepared to face the world by their parents is just, you're preparing for um, a head start, at failure. You know, yes, I made a lot of mistakes, I made a lot of, uh, I had a lot of trying and errors, but... I was able to maneuver through. I was able to. I was able to pull through. And ideally, it shouldn't have had to be like that. It should have to be um, me coming from a loving family that prepared me um, to face the world. And this is why I'm, I'm making this episode. That it is extremely important that you you invest in family, and family here does not need to be blood you know um like i said earlier we're not not, we're not all blessed with the um privilege of having loving mother loving father loving you know those basic things in life raising a kid is not just feeding them and giving them clothes to wear you know things like that there there's way more that we human beings um we need for survival attention love you know things like that and when you don't get those from your initial caregivers your parents you become broken unfortunately um you can pass that brokenness down to your kids and that becomes you know like a perpetual a curse you know a, it becomes generational curse if you're blessed if you're lucky enough to have been raised in a loving home where uh, even though things were not necessarily perfect you know you had you had the the the, the in the traditional sense that your parents were there you know you had that initial bond That relationship with their mom Your dad You know You had enough to eat You had a place to sleep And you know Minor things like that You don't have to have Been born to an elite family Or whatnot consider yourself blessed truly truly consider yourself blessed because you may not necessarily feel what i feel right now or at least what i felt back then and know that that is a blessing that you're that you don't know what that feels like you know having that that sense of neglect that sense of not feeling good enough that that sense of feeling like a loser especially one that is brought upon you by your own parents the people who birthed you they're supposed to um they're supposed to protect you you know when the word is attacking you but for the people like me who didn't have that that blessing it is very extremely important that you invest in in family and the reason why i say that is because life this life is not it's not for the birds seriously as a matter of fact it hurts me when i see a lot of parents raise their kids as though that you know this life is disneyland this is not disneyland this is not a child's play there's a lot of evil there's a lot of funk in the air seriously both physically mentally and spiritually things are going to get much worse And i'm not trying to sound like a pessimist i'm just keeping it real you know again observing patterns things are going to get worse you know health care is going to get much much worse uh, and to be honest with you, I feel me personally. That's just my opinion. I feel like there's a, there's an active agenda for to perpetuate this, this, uh, uh, th- these problems, so to speak. You know, there's an active agenda because somebody is capitalizing on, on the ignorance of people. You know, there's an active agenda to keep people dark. Things are not exactly as you see. You know, um, not everything that is shiny it, it, it is actually good. I, I don't know how to explain this without going too deep and get myself into trouble. Um, this country, uh, it is so, 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 so easy to get sucked in into things that we've been brainwashed to, to think of as success. A lot of these things that we've been brainwashed and socially conditioned to consider as success, it, the, the, these are not success. These are not blessings from God. These are Curses from the pits of hell You know it is extremely important that We wake up we you know We are strong I think even the bible says something along the line I'm, I'm not Religious at all I, I really I try to Stay away from religion um everyone Who knows me knows I'm more spiritual than religious But I think the bible says something about The, the enemy comes at night you know, night in this, and this, um, represents your vulnerable stage or states, you know, when you're sleeping, the devil is lurking, waiting for you to slip so that the devil can penetrate and do whatever he's got to do. You know what I mean? So it is extremely important that you stay awake, you stay alert, and you're not going to be able to do it alone because we're naturally social beings. It is extremely important that you find people you consider as family people. You can, you know, you can create a communion with, you know, um, I would say that people who are really intelligent or at least some type of, you know, have some type of intelligence or um, what's the word? Spiritual awakening. Usually keep a really small circle, like a really tight circle. The the smaller, the better. Because it's not quantity, it's quality. Invest in quality relationships. Again, if you haven't listened to my episode where I talked about loneliness, I'm going to attach a link uh, down below or put like a hyperlink. Go, go ahead and check it out do not do not find people or do not try to fit people into your life out of loneliness you know go through your spiritual walk go through your soul-searching again like I said before the the path of a soul, of soul searching is often lonely sometimes and often quite painful go through that diving into yourself you know open your heart to spirituality and i believe that the right people for you would definitely show up invest your energy in, in family life is much easier life is much better life is much tolerable when you have the right people for you these people become your family you know what i mean mental health like i mentioned in one of my other episodes is bound to get much significantly worse believe it or not you know depression anxiety a whole lot of things you know and i I believe that if you've been following my episodes i believe that this is just a um Evidence of the break—the break that we had—with we've, we've had with, with uh, the human race was broken from the spirituality that we are naturally inclined for, and we're desperately patronizing our physicality in in a desperate attempt to fill in that void that once w- was that was was once occupied by spirituality. And those things will never bring happiness. You will always feel empty. You will die. Go to your grave horribly. Dissatisfied. You know, there's a lot of people, there's loads of books that have been written um, by people in their deathbeds. matter of fact, this past weekend, I was in Austin, I was talking to my good, good friend. We were talking about um, Steve Jobs, and he talked about how on his deathbed, he regretted his life. He felt like he didn't really live. Yes, he's a legend, you know, and because of him, you know, thanks to him, we have Apple and all this stuff. But really, the man, he did not live to his full, fullest potential. You need people who can wake you up from this slumber you know i believe that there's a conscious effort there's a conscious there's the devil is working over time and i know i sound crazy and i know i sound um like some type of cliche i know for sure for sure you know um but this is real this is real everything that happened to me i believe Unfortunately, I believe it was meant to be this way for me in a way because um, this is just part of my story because I had to go through it in order for me to um, be awakened the way I was awakened. I feel like I wouldn't have had it any other way, to be honest with you. But it's unfortunate that I had to go through that, you know, because... The, the brokenness that was seeped into me came from my parents. My parents, they failed to heal from their own brokenness and they passed it down to me. And unfortunately, if I didn't heal from my brokenness, or at least if I'm not looking to heal from my brokenness, if I do have kids, I'm going to pass those down those down to my kids. And that could be very dangerous. You keep up that, that loop, that you know, which is very unhealthy. But the only way, one of the ways, not the only way, one of the ways to survive this crazy craziness is family invest your energy in the right people invest your time in the right people people you call um, family and like i said earlier there's uh, blood that isn't family and there's family that is blood Um, I believe that uh, me personally, I like to categorize people that I know into three different categories. The first group is people I know. The second group is people I call friends. And the third group is people I call family. My ultimate goal is family. Majority of people that you're going to meet in life, at least the positive, the people with the positive energy are going to fall into the category of people you know. These are people that, that are positive or neutral you know they don't really bother you um they don't really you know they don't pose a threat you you can do with or without them you know and then you have the people you call friends i've already given my definition of friends in my previous episodes but then on the third and, and on the top of the food chain is people you call family family is forever family is loving family is understanding even in the harshest of situations family is direct and stern when when needed yet loving you know like when you're out of line when you're when you're acting a fool when you're doing something that's probably going to lead to your detriment a family will will look you in the eyes with a pinky like wendy williams says you know and and set you straight they're they're not they're not afraid to pull you back on the freeway basically so to speak family is forgiven you know, not out of guilt that one forgive you out of guilt or out of out of obligation, but because they genuinely see the bigger picture that even you you may not currently see at the moment. They will be forgiven. Family is a huge factor to your path of salvation. Seriously, I know I'm I'm, I'm using these words salvation and things like that. And that, that makes makes me sound religious. But trust me, that this is me speaking from a much spiritual level. As a spiritualist, I believe that there's more to the physical than than we know. You know, like the spiritual, your spirit lives on after you're done with this life, right? With all the bullshit that is in this world right now, it is extremely important that you stay clean. Do not let this, this none of this distraction pollute your soul. And family, family, if you have that good, the good amount of people, the good right of people, the right kind of people in your family to close up that niche, Right. These people will keep you sane. They will see things that you're not able to see. You will see things for them that they're not able to see, and vice versa. It's sort of like when I was in the military, and at night, um, before we we, we 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 would form clicks, right? And before we, we we went to bed when when we camped, we took turns to be awake. Like I would be awake from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. and then I go to sleep, and somebody else wakes up and goes from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. and then like that, you know, that you want to form that kind of that sort that 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 type of security with people you trust people you love people who love you people who that general that love is genuine not disingenuous energy i'm telling you if you want to know if you if you um if you want to know a little bit more about this just go ahead and check out that the episode that i made on loneliness and and um because i broke it down as to things that you should stay away from when you're picking people in your life and i would also add that um whoever you're going to be adopting into your life it should i feel like this is a no-brainer anyway there should be a reflection of who you are seriously um i've talked about this multiple times in previous episodes um do your soul search do your homework find out what makes you tick Who are you as a person, you know, look deep within, you know, and again, like I've always said multiple times, the path of self-discovery, the path of soul searching is often lonely. And sometimes you will hit loneliness while, while looking within and try to figure yourself out. You cannot understand the world unless you understand yourself. If you understand yourself, if you genuinely understand who you are, your purpose and all that, you know, then the right kind of people will follow. You will know the right people that match what you're looking for that will bring out the best in you and those are the people that you should be focused on. again that episode loneliness breaks it down i think i did a really good job breaking that down you know it's a little lengthy but if if you really care for this kind of stuff it, go check it out and then finally i would say that whatever whoever you're going to be adopting as family it's very important to know that that these people will not have unhealthy walls and I'm going to talk about these walls. Believe it or not, um, one of the things that I look for in a person every time I, I, every time I meet somebody, right? It, it, I do it really subconsciously without even realizing that I do it. it I always ask myself, is this, is this person a long-term type of person? You know, is there a potential for longevity? Or is this like, you know, like for the moment type of situation or situationship rather, right? And one of the things that I look for in a person is walls. I know it's really sound strange, but I I like and I prefer people who have some type of walls. To me, the walls is a representation of your experience in life, right? It's unfortunate to say, but the truth is, the evil in the world, the evil in the world has hurt every single one of us, every single one of us for sure, but not everyone has survived it. Unfortunately, some people have let it consume them, unfortunately, Right? However, the rest who have and continue to survive it have become stronger, because what doesn't kill you definitely makes you stronger. I'm sure we've all heard that, st- you know, that statement. But this survival comes at a cost. This life burns. You know, this life is not is not for the birds. You've been through a lot of struggles. You've been through a lot of things, and then you've learned from them. It's sort of like your antivirus, right? And if you don't have any type of antivirus, it means that it, you're either not burned yet which is dangerous you know Um, or you have been burned but you didn't learn from it you know so I like to think of walls as a positive thing right the people you're going to be adapting, ad- adopted into your life, they should have healthy w- walls, not unhealthy walls. A healthy wall would be, for example, a person that was born and raised in an, an abusive family is going to have some walls, you know, they're going to have some trust issues and blah, 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 and blah, right? Because they have been disappointed multiple times and this and that, but those, those, um, those walls are justifiable. It makes sense from a logical point of view. Yeah, it makes sense, right? As opposed to somebody you're calling a friend or a family, but you don't really know necessarily understand where this wall is coming from you know the energy is off the chemistry is off you can't really understand it you can't decipher that is not healthy at all you know it feels like the the relationship is very disingenuous you know every time you're with this person you feel like you're walking an eggshell you should not be adopting somebody like that into your family, you know, as a family especially when this particular person is not making a conscious effort to communicate with you or keep you in the loop, you know, to make you understand where their behavior, their actions or whatever it is, whatever wall it is that you notice from this person where they're coming from, even if even when you do try to reach out, when you do try to understand, when you do put your effort when you do put your energy to try to understand where these walls are coming from, but each time, you, it's like you're hitting a brick wall that is not a family that is an unhealthy wall an unhealthy wall is a type of wall that you cannot decipher it's one that you cannot understand there's no logical or or reasonable explanation behind it even after you've tried to understand it um, and they fail to communicate to you or with you family is everything Invest in family again mental health physical health and spiritual health. These are going to get much worse um, For the spiritual health, you know, please check out my video on work against spirituality where I broke it down on a spiritual level There's a there's a there's an active agenda to distract us from the bigger picture I I Somebody's, uh, I don't know, with the 1% or whatever, somebody is capitalizing on people's ignorance. Sheep mentality is a thing, and, and, and somebody is off to make sure that people remain blind, people remain spiritually blind. I would say confidently that I'm very blessed enough to have found a couple of people. Um, who I have adopted into my life as, as family, that I can confidently say they are family. That's part of the reason why I moved um, away from California, where I used to live, and now I live in Texas, and I feel much better. I feel, I feel like I was, I was meant to be here. You know, Texas definitely was my opportunity to start all over again, a clean slate. You know i came here for work i came here to live i you know i invested my time and my energy and my money you know to settle down here and i've i've adopted a few people into my life very few people people who match me on the same wavelength people who add to my life and people who i add to their life because together is growth this is another thing too um, again i talked about all these things and details in that video that loneliness video Please watch it. Please, please. If you think that I'm making any type of sense, go and check out that loneliness video because I broke down a lot of things. If they are not adding value to your life and they don't support you, there is no reason why they should be in your contact. Seriously, do not force yourself into somebody else's life. Again, to reiterate, um, the point of this episode is basically to share my experience um, and Hopefully, inspire people to think outside the box and invest your time and your energy for things that actually really do matter. I understand that um, we that we we've been sold this this facade of the American dream. You know, the big car, the big house, and this and that, and a lot of people um invest their time and energy looking for these little petty things that we we've been brainwashed to think will buy happiness when happiness comes in different forms you know family is extremely important family will save your will save your life and will literally save your soul the right kind of people um but it, it is extremely important that you invest your energy in the right people. Do not give your time. Do not give your energy to the wrong people. Look for the right signs. Um, go look in the right direction. Look in the right places, and you will be glad you did. Um, but the only way to do this is if you worked on yourself. Work in yourself first. Look in the mirror. You know, keep working yourself and keep healing. Um, the distractions is so much. We're constantly bombarded with this distraction on a daily basis you know um because there's a conscious effort to keep us in the dark um but keep healing i i'm healing myself every day is a healing process i don't i don't think it ever ends sort of like going to the gym right you don't just go to the gym and then you stop going you have to continue going you know same thing to your physical your mental and your spiritual needs nurturing on a daily basis in order for you to be strong but you need to catch yourself first go on a spiritual path go on a uh, soul search and uh, do your homework as a human being find who you are as a person your purpose and all that you know I also made a I think a month or two ago I made a video about purpose why you need to invest in purpose I'm going to also attach the link Um, find your purpose find yourself find your to the truest person um, your truest identity and find people who can complement that who can bring out the best to you people who you who you can grow together people who are the energy is very genuine people who are not condescending people who don't look down on you who don't judge you for all the wrong reasons you know people who claim to say one thing but then they do the complete opposite invest your energy in the right type of person and i swear to you your life will be much better so many things that would normally bother most people would not bother you as much because you would be at a whole nother path. Um, but anyway, I, I think I'm done rambling for this episode. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you enjoyed my podcast, please make sure to download, subscribe, share with your friends and family if you need to my... At- youtube channel please make sure to like comment subscribe and hit that bell notification so that anytime i upload a video you would be the very first to be notified please check me out on instagram at let's talk with uche i'm on facebook at let's talk about us with uche my website is www.letstalkaboutus.org that's www.letstalkaboutus.org if you do want to show support or words of encouragement or even share your story please send me an email at letstalkwithuche at gmail.com Thank you very much, and I look forward to talking to you again in the next episode.